Wedding photographers and welcome to Wedding Photographers Unite, episode number one hundred and five. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Wushemi, the self-proclaimed professor of photographic pontifications. Uh, in good company uh, with the mythical legend himself, Mister Neil Urban. Oh, I got a Mister in there. How you doing? Doing well, man. We've uh, traded the chatty Kathy of the Hudson Valley today for Mr. <laughs> Stuart Grace uh, of Stuart Grace Photography. Uh, you can check out his work at stuartgracephotography.com. Uh, Stuart, welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Where are you, where are you, where are you coming in from? So, um, hopefully, or maybe you can tell by my accent, um, I'm from <laughs> the UK. I'm living in Leeds in Yorkshire at the moment. Um originally from a place of a town called Kendall in the Lake District. So those are my kind of two zones, if you like, where I sort of advertise my photography services. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's um, it's a nice part of the UK. It's, um, it's I don't know if you know Yorkshire. Uh, so you're going to have to relate that to London from me because that's the only place. It, um it's about yeah it's about two and a half hours on a train north okay. of london okay and where is it on, on the island itself is that more towards the northern side then because how, how long does it take to drive across um england there and um, to drive you're talking probably sort of six seven hours okay um yeah yeah i mean it's it's so you're in the middle of the country to, yeah yeah Pretty, pretty much. Okay. I'm actually it's going not- to be for the first time uh, traveling to London at the end of this month, at the end of April, uh, for the first time. Uh, and only because um, my wife and I were going on like a honeymoon kind of thing a year after our wedding. Uh, but we're, gonna, we're going to Sicily and there was a layover in London and I was like, ah, well, I've never been, so might as well get the flight where I can get out of the plane for a little bit and, uh, and go for the first time. So that should be fun. Um, uh, so we're going to, uh, get into, uh, Stuart and Stuart's background in a little bit here, but, uh, we're just going to, um, go into what we've been up to, which maybe isn't much. I don't know, even for me from last times, and this, we might really quickly go on to the next section, but Neil, what's going on, man? How you doing? What's up? Where you're at? Um, wedding season just started for me. Um, I went down to Orlando to, to shoot that, that wedding, um, which was fun. Uh, it was on a kind of a non not so much drama not much to talk about which is a fantastic thing everything went as planned um the uh the ceremony was a little bit later in the day which was nice and then i got the couple right during sunset um and i got a, almost like a full hour with them which was amazing i did all the i did all the uh the um, bridal party stuff beforehand and i did one like one shot of the bridal party afterwards after the ceremony and then i just took took them around the whole property which was awesome um and if you're following me on facebook uh man this crazy thing happened it was kind of like a personal thing um but if you didn't if you don't follow me on facebook i'll just tell you the story uh out of you know orlando is a huge city um and there's millions of hotels in orlando and my wife and i were we were having dinner in in lobby and in walks my aunt and uncle It's, it's like what are you doing here and they were like what are you doing here it was like 
it was it was insane. So talk about a small world. Um, so that, that that was kind of fun. And then uh, the week the week after we uh, we had a wedding here in Western New York, um, and just a nice nice to be back home kind of wedding. Um, and that's that's pretty much it. Um, I have the next two weeks off. And then we go back down to Florida for two more weddings uh, back to back. So uh, different parts of the state. So unfortunately, we have to fly home, stay here for like three days, and then fly back hmm. out to the to the uh, bottom part of the state. So, that's a. But that's I know it. that you've shot it. shot quite a few in Florida before. But did you did it just work out that way that you have the three in a row, or did you like actively try? You know, and- what? it was actually almost four in a row. As crazy as that sounds, the the one. Last week's wedding, um, she was actually wanting a wedding in Florida. It was supposed to be a destination wedding. She already, she already had everything planned out, but unfortunately, things just didn't work out that way. And I told her, you know, you'll, you'll save a lot of money on on us flying down because we're already going to be down there. Um, but it, it didn't work out. And um, hmm. so, yeah, it was almost four in a row, which, which would have been absolutely insane. Like, we probably would have just, like, stayed the whole month in, in Florida. Um but, but I mean, even the three in a row is still pretty interesting. I mean, are they are they New York clients or did did? Uh, let's or see. Did... Two of them are okay. Uh, the, the two, the one I think I said this on the, on the last episode. The the one that I uh, shot in Orlando, um, she was the guest in or in Alaska. I remember, oh, yeah. she, you know, if when when I get married, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hire you as as my wedding photographer, and she actually did it. Um, which was cool. And then uh, the, the two weddings that are coming up, they're actually from Western New York. Um, so they're going down and uh, they, they have this, you know, they, they both have these personal places that they like. And, um, you know, what a, what a beautiful time of year in Florida to get married because it's it's not humid. It's, you know, 70, 80 degrees. Um, so it's, it's, it's nice, nice time to visit down there. Um, I'd, I'd love to get more down there, at, you know, during these uh, winter months. In, in Buffalo, New York. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I don't know. I got to work my uh, my magic on, on our website of, of all those keywords and stuff. Yeah. Nice, man. <laughs> cool. Um, so what have you been up to? Uh, honestly, as far as wedding photography goes, my season does, doesn't really start until the 13th of April. Um, so that means I've got another 10 days um, before it all kind of happens. Uh, but then once that happens, I am full steam ahead, like every single weekend until um, pretty much the end. I have like a little bit of a break in September, which kind of worked out to be weird, but I'll take it because it's uh, it's a little crazy. But uh, yeah, I go right from pretty much every weekend. And then I've got a, got that wedding in Maryland the third weekend. And then I got, go right into the Lilac Festival. And then it's wedding season. And it's all so I'm so I'm trying to enjoy these last few days before it all kind of goes <laughs> down. Um but so I, with, the, with the Lilac Festival, are you kind of keeping that month free or those? It's it's like a, a couple of weeks, right? Are you purposely yeah. keeping it free now? Yeah. Like like if, like if someone comes by and says, "Hey, I, I want May something," um, are you available? Do, like, do you just automatically turn it down now? Yeah, that's kind of a little bit of a, a loaded question, only because um, you didn't know it. Only because. Uh, I last year, like I emailed the festival organizer and I was like, you know, because I get these inquiries for these May weddings and I've been, um, you know, turning them away. And so last year I said, you know, hey, I, you know, do you want me to, um, you know, reserve this this weekend, whatever. And I'd like to have the deposit, you know, if, if we're going to do this. But there it's different in that world in terms of like putting, mm-hmm. you know, and 
you know, in terms of being able to put the money down on the table because they don't get their financing in place until closer to the date and all that. But I did have a good working relationship with him where basically the point is last year he said, you know, he's like, well, you know, why don't you book the weddings and then uh, and you can have the best of both worlds and we'll kind of have you, you know, you can have other photographers there, which is why I emailed you last year, you know, because I had yes, a few days yeah. where I did book weddings on the weekends and I was trying to do it all. And then it turns out they didn't like that so much and really did want me there. <laughs> you know what mm. I mean? Because it was just easier to deal with, with, with one person. And so this year I was like, listen, okay, if you want this to happen and, and I have a, I trust them. I always get paid and everything like that. So I am now just not taking weddings on those weekends, which sometimes I've got a, like a destination wedding and I'm like, oh, okay, that, that's better not to, you know, but it mm-hmm. is, I like shooting something different though, you know? So, um, so that's, oh, especially, uh, especially right before the season starts, it gets, gets the blood and, and creativity flowing too. Yeah. Um, I, I th- and then, and then it kind of rolls right into weddings. I think, I think that's a good start for you. Yeah. So, so yeah, I've been doing that. And then, uh, and the other thing I've, I've been trying to do things that I can never do during wedding season, which, um, I was mentioning to you, I think after we recorded the last podcast, I've been writing music and stuff like that again, which I usually don't have time to do during the, during wedding season. And I'm, I just finished like a song that I'm actually happy with. And I, and I spent a lot Mm -hmm. of time overthinking things and re-editing things just like, like you or I, like any of us would on a wedding. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm like really happy with a song and then I want to record a music video, um, to kind of go along with it. And that'll probably be all that it ever is. And I'll probably never go anything more, but I, w- I do want to put it out there. Hey, get um, it done. Get it done now before, you know, June and July hits. Right. Is to where it'll just go on the back burner and never get done. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah. So I, so this next week I want to record a music video in the next week and use some of some video skills in a way that I usually don't do or don't have the, you know, don't have the time to do. So. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, Mr. Stuart Grace. Uh, first of all, let's actually before we get in, even get into your maybe background and all that. Um, let's actually just go right into what where where you're at, like right now in your wedding season. What's your kind of current situation? Um, and then we'll kind of go into the deep dive of of who you are and all that. So, what where are you at in your in your season right now? My season, wow. Um, it's not really a season as such. I mean, obviously. Um, I'd have to kind of go back to the beginning of, of when I started doing photography to explain that because I think um, I've had sort of a couple of busy years in terms of doing it. Um, you know, it's not my full-time job. I'm a, a full-time landscape architect. Um, you know, it's, Which it's, is cool. I read it's, that. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. I do enjoy it. It's it's in my nine to five. Um, uh, so, yeah, to kind of explain where I am, it's, this is – have a, I have sort of five, like five weddings booked in this year, but I have sort of 10 weddings booked in for next year. And there's kind of a reason for that because I kind of went off the radar um, last year when my second son was born. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though I do take on, I'd say, you know, 10 tends to be the sweet spot for, for you know, weekend weddings. Um, they do take up a lot of time and that tends to be the, the number where I actually enjoy mm-hmm. doing them mm-hmm. on top um, of a full-time job on top of the full-time job so effectively it's kind of cliche how i got into it um it's not that cliche and you know my granddad didn't hand me his camera um at the age <laughs> of six and then it was um I, i've always been creative i've always um i guess i've always been interested in photography but not to the point where i thought i'll go and shoot a wedding 
um, it kind of um, kind of fell into I kind of fell into weddings when my son, my first son, was born. Um, Elliot, sort of five years ago, um, we got sucked into some um, sort of baby baby photography, um, and we were we, we went and paid quite a bit of money for um, it. You know, it was a decent experience, but the the end result was 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 pretty poor, and they you know they charged a fortune. And you know we should have done our research because there are absolutely amazing um, wedding newborn uh, newborn photographers out there. Um, so yeah, I just kind of decided to go and upgrade my camera. Um, ended up getting a Canon 6D. We can talk about dual card slots um, later. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it was. Um, I just started doing shots for obviously it was to, essentially to take better pictures of my family. Um, and then it was other friends, families. Um, and then I think I was around a kitchen table on New Year's Eve um, in a cottage with friends of mine who were due to get married the following year. And, and I woke up the next morning and I said to my wife, I said, I think I'm shooting um, Helen and Nick's wedding. <laughs> and then so I, I actually shot someone else's wedding before then. Um so it, it just kind of helped us. I say it's cliche. That seems to be how a lot of people get into it. You know, they, they buy a half decent camera. They go and take some shots for some friends. And then it, it just became referral work, referral, referral. And before I knew it, I was kind of, I was doing friends of friends of friends. And there came a point where I was actually at the wedding and I didn't actually know anyone there. So normally, you know, you might know some of the guests who you shot a year or so ago mm-hmm. um so yeah it, it, it just kind of picked up um one thing i didn't do was advertise on social media i mean i kind of ditched social media um on a personal level and then i thought well almost kind of out of respect of, of my, my, my my employer um i didn't want to be seen as kind of hunting down side work if you like actually uh just a question on that when you say do you did you not post any work at all at all on your on on social media or no social media whatsoever wow so that's an interesting point because i think a lot of people get real crazy about like you have to post in order to get work but if you even if you even got up to 10 weddings a year as a side job not posting on social media that's pretty impressive imagine if you were posting on social media how that could have skyrocketed and kind of gone, you know, if you did. Well, um, so two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> funny funny so, I say that, right? <laughs> yeah, so, so, so um, it, it all kind of, my, my wife's actually thinking of, um, well, she is, she's, she's, she's starting her own business. So she's, she's kind of all over the Instagram um, world. And I thought, go on, I'll have a look. And, and because I've got kind of five years worth of, you know, half decent work, I think. Um, I just thought, well, you know, let's start posting it. And yeah, it's quite a good response. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on Instagram now. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting trying to, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of working out I'm waking up and finding new followers and losing followers and <laughs> um, following you guys. Um, and it's just interesting to see how people approach it. Um, in terms of effectively it's it's you know it's a ready-made website mm-hmm. and obviously I'll listen to the show where Neil was saying you know your 
um, your new website, you've gone down that kind of Instagram route um, mm-hmm. because that's what people can relate to. They're used to seeing you know, 12 grid Im- images on a grid and they can soon see what they like in probably a, you know, a split second. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm finding my way through Instagram um, and it's quite nice to revisit old work. And I, I, I guess it's, it's kind of showing it to people who perhaps the majority of which didn't actually go into my website. Um, even though I was using that as a kind of shop window, people would say, Hey, you know, somebody recommended you and I'd say, go to my website and have a look. Um, and I don't know how far they've gone into my website and, and seen work that I'm really proud of. Um, so I'm getting to pick and choose and showcase that work on Instagram. And it's, it feels quite nice. And it does Good. give you Good feedback, view. you know, like, and I hate to say this, but like the number of likes you get on an image, it kind of lets you kind of puts it in your mind. You're like, oh, is that, you know, do people like that image as much as I think that I do? Right. And when you put it out there and kind of it gives you some kind of feedback to kind of know, well, maybe maybe this is an image that maybe should be a highlight image because it, you know, a lot of people reacted to it in a really positive way. Um, yeah. It does give us some feedback as well, it, you know, with a grain of salt, because, you know, when it's it's not just about the likes and all that kind of thing, but but it does, it, it is some kind of a feedback indicator. Unfortunately, you're never going to get the critique back, right? Like if you submit images to this podcast, for example, which by <laughs> the way, I should say, um, you know, that's how, that's why we're talking right now, because Stuart, you were just a listener. You submitted some images for our critique podcast. And uh, and your images were really fantastic. I mean, I think your your work is really fantastic and outstanding for, especially being a part time photographer that's just kind of you know um, making things happen there. I think your your quality of work for sure um, is that of you know somebody that's you know what could be working full time if you wanted to be. And 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 I think you know I think you know with your getting onto Instagram and, and actually doing all that. It, yeah, that's why I kind of said that if you were doing those things, I'm sure you probably would have a full-time business if you wanted it right now. And then now maybe we can get into that question. Is that something you actually want? Do you not want it? Um, are you with the security of your job and how does all that, you know, work for you? Because I think a lot of listeners, I think there are a lot of part-time people that are out there that are, you know, maybe just want to stay part-time and that's fine or they want to go full-time but they're not sure because they're worried about it and then all the the health insurance and i don't know how it works exactly in the uk compared to the us but but when you work for yourself it's a lot harder to kind of do all that kind of stuff so so where are you at with all that and what kind of thoughts do you have for maybe a typical listener that's out there that's part-time as well in your situation yeah, so obviously my my if you like my situation has has evolved, shall we say, over over the five year course. Um, obviously, the, when the kids come along, it's you know you tend to take a step back and start thinking a bit more sensibly. Um, and and I mean you know I do I do love my job. I do love my um, my nine to five, my full time job, uh, my career. Um, but yeah, I mean things happen, and we've 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 been through the. You know, redundancies um in the past due to sort of you know recessions and financial crisis and things like that so um i think it's more of a it's it's a kind of um break glass in case of emergency um it's a backup plan um it's something that i can just um keep going on the side at a comfortable rate and you know if i was to i mean people talk about making the leap um to full-time pro you know j- jump the jump to pro 
I don't necessarily think it would be a jump. It might be something that I um, sort of trade off, if you like, and maybe sounds more like a sidestep for you. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, if something happened, and yes, you know, I can, like I say, break glass in case of emergency, and really, really um, take the shackles off and 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 go um, go full 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 time sort of social media and really go hunting for the work. Um, but I'm kind of just not sitting back, but um, quite you know enjoying the referrals coming through. Um, I'm tend to, I tend to sort of pick and choose the work a bit more. I'm not I'm not doing. Um, if you like the the kind of peanuts weddings anymore, where I was, um, you know, charging pretty much nothing, um, and yeah, I was kind of yeah, it was a good experience, but I soon I soon started um, valuing my time. Yeah, uh, and and those weddings but, are. Did you find those weddings to be harder to photograph, right? Or just in I terms think, of the expectations that the brides <clears throat> had? Yeah. I mean, I must admit, um, I haven't had um, a sort of couple that sort of been a, if you like, a, a problem couple or anything like that. They've always, I've always built up a good rapport mm-hmm. um, prior to the wedding, during the wedding. Um, you kind of adapt to different weddings, shall we say? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd always just shoot the best out of that wedding, and and more often than not, it's it's um, it's almost like the the, the particular venue. You look at the venue and think, right, okay, what what can I get out of this venue? And I'll I'll always get the best out of the venue. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, it might be poor lighting, um, fire extinguishers everywhere, fire exit signs <laughs> everywhere. Um, so yeah, it, eventually it became um, you know, the, the the venues got nicer, the 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 the, the backdrops were nicer. The yeah, it's it's. Um, it's 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 been it's been an interesting five years i guess um but um what one thing i I think i just touched on it earlier was i value my time yes um i've 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 met quite a few pro photographers and and made friends with a lot of pro photographers and you know they were saying you know they were complimentary like yourselves and they were saying you know how much are you charging and i was telling them and i wasn't doing myself any favors but more importantly I wasn't doing them any favors by almost underselling the industry. Um, so that that soon that the, the penny dropped um, quite quite soon on that that you know I was coming home, and, it, and even though I was coming home feeling quite it was quite rewarding and um, felt like I'd done a hard day's labor, um, <laughs> and it was a different kind of tired to what I'm used to at my desk job. Mm-hmm. um this was this was you know my my thighs were aching um, I, had, I remember my first few weddings i had a blood like bloodshot eye from <laughs> it, was, it was the one that was closed all day um yeah. and, of course, and of course early on you know i was shooting um not 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 spray and pray but but i was i was just shooting more and you know i was coming home with four four and a half thousand raw images um, and eventually that just came down, came down, came down. And, and, you know, you'd, I'd say sort of 3,500 is, 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 tends to be around about that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you come, if you come back with less, you start to worry. Um, but you know, hopefully that might, that might go down a bit more. Now, do you shoot alone on a wedding or do I you shoot, have, uh, I, I, sh- I shoot alone. That's not a principle. It's just, I've never, I've never had the, um, I've had it a few times where they've, 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 expected me to kind of be in two places at the, the same time um mm. 
and it's not that I talk them out of it. I say, you know, we can do that, but um, you know, I always, I always say the bride comes first. Um, so if the groom is in a different destination, I, I'll, I'll try and make it work. But um, mm-hmm. more often than not, the groom just says, no, you know, don't see you at the church. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or you can get some of those shots before the ceremony, you know, just exactly. meet him there. And yeah. 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 Cool. So now if how many, let's say if, if you were to go full time, how many weddings would you have to book to be, you know, at, um, this cancels out my, uh, my, my full-time job. Yeah, um, because you're, you're doing about 10 now. Do you have to do 20, 30, 40? So, yeah, I mean, I've, I've sat down and, 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 and done kind of, if you like in, income scenarios. Yeah, because um, a lot, not a lot of people do that. They, they just want to jump right in and say that I'm doing this full-time. I think you're doing it smart way. So that's why I kind of yeah. asked this question. Yeah. You, I mean, um, obviously, um, I kind of have this kind of first, first year scenario where I would advertise um, not not peanut prices, but um, it would be kind of first year prices to to, to bring those weddings in, and 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 they, that price they they should be you know pretty pretty good weddings. Um, but yeah, I know that, and that's that's the first thing I've done. It's not a case of um, okay, what do I do? What do I need to to, to survive? Mm-hmm. I've if I've worked out what I need to charge and how many weddings do I need to do to equal what I'm what I'm making now. So mm-hmm. so um, so yeah, the the, the sweet. The, I'd say you're talking thirty to thirty five. Okay, uh, so it's... now I, yeah, I mean I've, I've I must admit I've listened to um, to be fair, I only listened to your podcast for about three years, and and I've, the the gap in between it's almost like a, <laughs> I needed something to fill the void and started listening to other podcasts and and you know there's, there's there's photographers out there whose work is such a high standard and yet you know they're, they're still doing like 60 weddings a year yeah. and that just that seems crazy yeah. um I, I don't know i i yeah <laughs> yeah i just think like for me that's why i always say 30 on this podcast or because that's what i do in my business because that's mentally right like 30 is just the number that i'm capable of shooting without being crazy do you know what i mean like and i could go up to i could and sometimes some years i do shoot 35 or something like that and i can handle that but i don't like it as much because it's like because then it's just like it's just too much all the time and, and i'm somebody that you know when i decided to do this i i don't want to i still want a personal life you know like i still i still want to not be you know part of the reason of doing this is so that I'm not in an office job, right? Like all the time and having to take work home with me and all that kind of thing. And, and so for me, that's just what that number is. And, and maybe some people are wired differently that they can be okay with 60. Um, but I'm just not like, like 30, 35 is just like, that's, that's enough. And, and so that, and people, different people might have a different number with that. Some people's number, I've, I have a lot of photographers I've heard say 25 is like their limit. And then they base their pricing based around that. So they would have maybe a higher price point than I would to hit that same amount, a number, depending on what their financials are, you know? So mm-hmm. that is interesting though. Yeah. I don't get the 60 wedding a year people. I, I don't get that. One of, one of my friends does 60 weddings a year and he's got a studio and he's got other people that shoot his studio does 110 weddings a year. And he does 60 himself. A lot of these like half day weddings and all this kind of stuff. Somehow he books like two weddings in a day. Don't ask me how I'll never understand that. I don't get that. Um, but I just don't get that. And, and then I feel like how much money, how much more money are you actually making? 
you know, mm-hmm. like when you when you were paying all these people to shoot these 15, 20 weddings and I'm, and I just don't, you know, I just feel like you're working for the sake of working at that point and not getting that much more money that that your life is like better because of it. I just personally don't understand that. But I think there's also um, a, a, almost like a quality control factor in there as well. Um, for me, I know that um, 10 weddings seems to be almost like the, the sort of the max um, any more that I, I, I kind of start feel like I'm squeeze just squeezing them in um, right. for the squeezing them but, in. But that's so with your like, full-time job. That's with the full-time job. Right. Yeah. So, and it, you know, this is, I, I've, I've kind of gone from calling myself um, amateur to kind of semi-pro. You are a uh, pro by the way. Uh, some, sometimes, and let me tell this to anybody that's part-time. Um, if you're making money, as a photographer, you therefore are a professional. If you're consistently making money, you basically you essentially are a professional. So don't second guess yourself. Don't call yourself a semi semi pro or anything like that. You're you are who you are. Your work is fantastic. You know just as much as anybody else does. You're a pro. Instagram profile now. Yeah, you got they got to update that right now. <laughs> no, I think um, the, the 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 other factor there is is obviously the kids um, and family. Um, so. You you know you you're sacrificing the weekends, um, but what what I it's that work life balance. Um, and I've, I've spoken to my wife about it, and you know it's it's what 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 I if you like lose, for example, on a on a weekend, um, I'd kind of gain with that work life balance um, before and after school with the kids, and um, yeah, I think I think I mean pe- people people make it work. It's um, I zone in on on, photogra- on photographers who have similar family situations like myself, um, and then they're making it work, and, and they're happy, and um, it 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 still doesn't seem real to me that you could make a. Uh, make a living if you know what I mean, yeah, from, I from doing I, i've been doing this eight years now full time and and every every day i'm still in shock <laughs> like i'm still in shock that i'm I, like every day i just appreciate every day that i wake up when i wake when i want to wake up i'm you know i'm doing just as well as i was doing when i used to teach every single day like i'm amazed like really this is possible this is my life now and and so that's why I, when when you feel that way, it's like okay, I, well, you want to stay on top of it in order to con- be able to continue that that lifestyle. So, yeah, it, it is amazing. It really is amazing, truly. Stuart, Stuart, any any thoughts of putting on your website that you know you're you only shoot ten weddings a year? Good question. I mean, to be honest, um, I'm always transparent with um, everyone, all the couples that 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 you know. The, first point of contact i say okay so how did you hear from me and chances are i've met them because they were a guest or a bridesmaid at um, a previous wedding that i shot so chances are they've already seen me if you like in action um so but sometimes it is just a a, a friend um a friend of a friend and it, I'm, I'm just transparent straight away and i'll say look you know you, you realize that i don't do this full time um and that that kind of manages expectations so that for example, if they're waiting for me to respond to an email through the week, mm. it'll be it'll be the evening when they get that email. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't try and blend the two, um, but um, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one. Um, I, I must admit, there's obviously been episodes where you guys have been reviewing websites, and kind of makes you think. Um, 
there's that kind of fresh pair of eyes. Uh, I've got a friend of mine who he actually put me in touch with with your show, a friend called Ray. Um, I did say I'd try and drop your drop, drop his name, <laughs> on the um, but he he he's, we we just bounce ideas off each other, and he yeah he's um, he actually built my website for me, um, and every now and then you know just a fresh pair of eyes to say you know you need to get that you shoot in this destination when you go onto your website because obviously I'm just thinking photography and I want to showcase my photography. I might not be necessarily, um, uh, if you like, advertising myself or showcasing myself. Who am I? What do I do? Um, there's, you know, there's an about page which which needs updating. Um, needs a picture, Stuart. Needs a picture of you. <laughs> it, a, it kind of is a picture of me. Um, uh, it's yeah. Through, it's through my um, my son's yes. sunglasses. Um, anyways. Oh, it's right. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm looking at that right yeah. now. There, right, there yeah. we go. Um, yeah, no, I need, a, I need a picture. I need a picture of me. Which, uh, I mean, Stuart, the reason why I asked about putting the whole 10, 10, uh, weddings on your website is, um, makes you more, a little bit more exclusive. If you put that out, out there, that, yeah. that little information, people are going to fight to be one of those 10. And, yeah. and if so, if, if those numbers, if that does happen and your numbers, you know, if you book up those 10, like real fast, it gives you an opportunity to raise your prices even more. Um, so that, that, that's just, I'm, I'm, I'm all about marketing and testing words. And it's an interest. It's an interesting there. spin, I guess. Um, I, I had one bride, um, a matter of fact, it was actually a, a, a bride that I ended up having to, I had to, I had to cancel three weddings last year. Um, cause they all, they all landed around the due date of my son. Mm. And I was looking at these dates in the diary and, they were in the kind of the, the danger zone, if you like. And I was thinking, I'm going to have to cancel these. Um, and my wife was just nodding, saying, yep, you're going to have to cancel these weddings. And that was, that was one of the hardest things I've ever done, actually, was was almost, you know, letting letting people down, which 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 I don't like to do. Um, but they 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 all understood the situation. Um, one thing. One thing I don't mind talking about is um, so the uh, when we had our son um, last year, the the year before, so 2017, we were expecting our um, second child, uh, but unfortunately we we lost her um, six days before the due date. Um, so she she was born still stillborn. Um, so there's 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 kind of all all the couples that I. Um, I actually shot friends' wedding kind of two weeks later, and it was, you know, it was, it's, it's strange how um, it's strange how it kind of um, it, the photography side of things, um, it, that kind of raw emotion and and, and all that. Yeah. It, it makes it very difficult, right? I mean, incredibly difficult. I mean, that that first yeah. of all, I'm sorry that that is, I think, one of the you know mm-hmm. most terrible things, and I'm sorry to hear that. Um, but our personal lives do, do, you know, impact how we photograph a wedding because weddings are so emotional. They're so raw. They're about the human condition, you know, and, mm. and it's, yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think so. So the whole, um, we were, we were, you know, we were lucky enough to, 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 you know, get pregnant so quick soon after. And then, you know, we, we, it didn't, it didn't, um, stop us from, from wanting, um, another child. So obviously we were so lucky and blessed to get, um, Fraser last year and 
all the couples, um, I kind of shared the story in some form or another. So they were all really understanding. But ne nevertheless, I was still disappointed. And I, I helped a few of them find another photographer. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, and that, that also links into um, my, if you like, my brand, which is which has recently been rebranded. Um, so Olivia, Olivia's middle name was Grace. Um, and soon as soon after, um, I was um, was quite keen to kind of incorporate her name, um, and, and you know, and the middle name was you know quite subtle. So it, and it it just felt right. So I mean, my my wife, you know, she just she she agreed, and it just feels it feels and sounds nicer. Um, mm -hmm. Than than so I was I was previously my sur my surname is Postlethwaite. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you, you probably have a better a, chance in the UK of having that pulled <laughs> off, but I imagine that's even difficult there. So yeah, so um, Postlethwaite, yeah, I mean, doesn't stand a chance in Google. Doesn't stand a chance, uh, you know, um, in terms of marketing and branding. So, so originally I was Stuart P, um, and again, it just didn't sound good. But it was the best I could come up with at the time. Um, so yeah, I went for a rebrand, a um, bit of a refresh on the website, um, and. It, it kind of yeah, it, it felt a bit strange at first, but it, the response has been really good. Um, so this was um, right about Christmas time, um, and yeah, it's a kind of almost like a new beginning. Um, so um, yeah, and, new Instagram. You're on Instagram. You're on a podcast now. Rebranding. Yeah, Keep I it mean, going, luckily, man. <laughs> luckily, I didn't have too many kind of things to change, and I was never on social media. So um, so the whole the whole yeah, it's it's it's, it's great and. Yeah, the um, the uh, yeah, it's been it's been a, a rough, well, it's been a turbulent um, last two years, I'd say. Mm -hmm. um, so so there's been, I've had, kind of had to um, sort of ease off the weddings, um, which is which is kind of why I've got more weddings next year than than I do at the moment for this year. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm I'm completely cool with that. Um, I see it as just you know just honing my skills. Uh, I'm not hunting a certain amount of weddings. I'm always going to have that work up there. So, so, you know, when they come, they'll come. Yeah. And I think not hunting weddings when you're not hunting them, I think the ones that come to you are more natural and they're more your people, right? They're more your people of friends, weddings that you photographed. And I think they end up being a little bit easier because you're, because they're not people that aren't your people. If you know what I mean, you know, sometimes, sometimes we end up photographing weddings of people that aren't necessarily, uh, they're maybe a little bit more difficult because they they don't come from a similar background and and all that. But but when they're more natural and more on the level of people that you are normally photographing, then I think they become a little bit easier to photograph. There's less problems. Yeah. Um, so and 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 that makes for a good portfolio as well. Kind of like what you were saying too. When you're depending on the venue, you know, and all that. So. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 weddings that I've done that don't make it onto my website. Mm -hmm. Um, but but. I enjoyed the wedding and it's just, but uh, you know, deep down, I think, well, this isn't, this isn't the, the wedding that I would, these aren't the kind of weddings that I want more of, mm -hmm. if you know what I mean. Important point, <laughs> important point. When I first started, man, I, I would post everything from every wedding that I photographed and some of them just weren't, and I was getting different kinds of weddings, but, but, but they're not exactly the kind of client that I, that I wasn't my ideal client. We really should be posting ideal clients, you know, on our websites, on our work, on our Instagrams, if we do that. Uh, because then that brings in more of that kind of work that we're looking to get. Uh, but a lot of people don't know that. 
or it takes them a while to figure out. It took me a while to f- figure that out. So you listen to this podcast, you learn things, right? There, there we go. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I wasn't on last week's. Well, last the last podcast that was. That was <laughs> Why? What? What happened last podcast? With uh, was it? I uh, think Jimmy. Um, yeah, Jimmy. Uh, we were talking about. You went deep. Earth. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, we went. Oh, we went real deep. I was just <laughs> I trying was to do something a little different. Oh, I forgot all about that thing. Sorry about that, everybody. I hope that we're back to wedding photography. This podcast. <laughs> so excellent. I'm, man. Drinking, I'm drinking water this episode. Yeah. We, we didn't even cover that. Sure, uh, I, see what happens when Jimmy's not on. Right. I, I had a coffee. Water and well, two waters and a coffee. Water. Matter of fact, there's there's the podcast <laughs> title right there. Two waters and a coffee. Yeah. This is, Earl Grey tea. Oh, Jimmy makes what? us drink when, when he's on the show. A little Earl Grey tea. A little a fan of Star Trek over there? No. Oh, that's too bad. Come on. Your <laughs> Sir Patrick Stewart comes from the from UK, and he's got a new show coming up, and uh, he ordered his t- tea, Earl Grey hot. But that's okay. We won't go there if you're not a Star Trek fan. Um, well, man, I, so far, man, I, I've, I'm very impressed with this conversation. I think it's... Uh, really enlightening for people that are you know part-time and and just thinking on the level i think i think if 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 somebody ever wanted to be a part-time wedding photographer and is doing it the right way i think you're that guy you know in terms of like balancing you know full you know your full-time job and and i think you've got like a really good headspace on you know why you're doing what you're doing and i if i were you and if you and especially if you really love your your main job you know if you love your main career and uh i would be in exactly that same headspace as you and it's like that's a great backup plan if if need be you kind of just sidestep right into that and 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 then bump up your instagram bump up and you kind of know all the things to do because you've been listening to podcasts like this right and uh gaining all that info where you can kind of just stay okay what something happens to the other at the other career you can kind of make things happen i think it's a it's great man it really is yeah it's it's uh, I, uh, you know this podcast is great. I mean, uh, the, 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 there was a, there came a point where um, I'd kind of walk through the door and I'd take my headphones off because you know it's it's I listen to the podcast on the commute um, back and forth back and forth to work and and I'd say to my wife, um, I've just listened to the podcast and everything they're saying I'm already doing, you know, and I'm kind <laughs> of scared. but not 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 early on. You know, it's come to a point where. Yeah, you just think I'm doing this, or you'll you'll read an article or watch a YouTube video, and you kind of think I'm kind of doing it already. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You you do you do kind of find yourself, and I think coming from if you like a professional working background, um, just just even just things like composing an email, um, the you know just just almost kind of um, catching that fish, and 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 then communicating in a professional manner. Um, taking a step back and looking at your brand um so yeah it's it's i've kind of done all that um, that's good i think that's absolutely right is that you know when i first started i i listened to a lot of podcasts i listened watched a lot of youtube videos and that kind of thing and and at first it's kind of overwhelming with the amount that there is to learn the amount that you're taking in and then at some point you do get to a point where it's like okay i've already seen that lecture on that topic and i've already seen this and i already know that and i already do this in the way that i'm writing my emails you know and that's great because that just means you're you know it's not that we've we ever totally arrive right and we can always learn and pick up little tips and tricks along the way 
But we, you do reach a point, and this is why, Stuart, I'm saying you are a professional, okay? Like, you've got it all down, especially you tell me that, too. And, and just even in, in the things that you're, you know, you're saying earlier, like, you like um, you're saying you're, you're honest, you're upfront with your clients, right? Like, that's such a big point that I feel like a lot of people that do make it or are able to make it in, in this business, um, you have to do that. You have to be upfront with people. People know when you're, when you're full of shit, you know? Like, like <laughs> yeah. if you have a full-time job, and that, that helps put people... Put, into perspective what your availability is right because otherwise they, they just think you're going to be able to write back whenever you can during the day and um but you're yeah it sounds like you're doing it to me too man it's uh yeah i mean this is quite a funny story about my full-time job and and and, and photography um they finally collided um mm. and i say that because uh I'm a landscape architect so um there's a place just just north of where i live um in a kind of rural area and part of my day job was designing this, the, the landscape, um, and this kind of nice terrace for a wedding venue. Mm, and wow. it's quite, you know, it's quite a prestigious wedding venue. And obviously in the back of my mind, I was thinking, wow, this is, I'd like to shoot here. Um, <laughs> and lo, lo and behold, it opened last year and yeah, we, uh, I have a wedding there next year wow. for a, for a so lo- you- lovely couple. And I sat them down and said, you know, I, I'm a landscape architect and I designed that venue um so it's kind of yeah um i'm i'm photographing a venue which i um designed the landscape well, when for. you take wow. the pictures you can put of them the on both your groom, photography yeah. website and on your landscape website <laughs> you know so uh yeah. so you do mostly commercial work in your landscape business or is it yeah yeah it's it's um it my current um position um i've been working there for the last six years but um we do um yeah public realm so we do anything from kind of, uh, you know, public plazas, squares, urban environments through to kind of rural um, uh, residential schemes. Um, so, yeah, we, we cover quite a, a broad range. Um, but, yeah, we, we, we tend to do kind of quite quite big commercial phased regeneration projects for mm-hmm. large towns, cities. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, we, we are, you know, we, we're busy. Um, and it's, 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 I don't shout about what I do, but, um, most of the guys there who've got families, you know, I've, I've, I've photographed them. Um, so it's, it's, it's a nice talking point. Um, and, and I'd say, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. I'd, I'll come and photograph you guys at the weekend. Um, I just say, you know, just, 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 you know, buy me a nice bottle of whiskey or early on now I'm saying, you know, it's, it's going to cost you. <laughs> because, because 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 time my time is just is yes. just precious. and it's not it's not just that that one saturday that that i go out and shoot a wedding i leave early and come back late um mm-hmm. it's the it's the editing communication the emails mm-hmm. setting things yep. up picking a location time away from your yep. family yep it's the pre the during and the post um and that that's where i'm if there's if it's been a while since i've sort of got a wedding i I might think, oh, yeah, I really want to get this wedding, and I don't know what price. I'm, I'm strict now. I just, I just go in at a price, and when you knock your price up, you're a bit uncomfortable. But when someone um, says, "Yep, yeah, yeah, great, we want to book you," it's, it's immediate, um, immediate kind of confidence booster mm-hmm. that that people, people are still happy to pay, perhaps what I'd consider to be um, not too much, but it's kind of like, wow, okay. Um, and it's, and I'm still sort of charging, um, a third less than, than, than say, 
I say other pros, shall I say, um, if if I'm a pro. But um, yeah, you know, I do I I I do fall into that trap of measuring myself um, against others. Um, but you know, recently you look at some 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 full time pros making a living out there, and you know, I'd, I'd consider myself to be um, on par, if not a little bit better than some. Um, and and that you know, I'd, I'd sort of take from. Uh, what you want from that but um there's 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 a more out there that that you kind of aspire to be like um and it's not necessarily the the quality it's that a, a certain style um and a consistency that that they seem to be achieving mm-hmm. um but yeah you know eventually i'm sure i will just stop looking at other photographers and just concentrate <laughs> It's hard to uh, do though. It's it's actually it really hard to do that. I, I actually kind of am annoyed now, like looking through like my Facebook feed or looking through, because I'm seeing too much, and I'm just like, oh my, like especially in the groups, like a lot of the group, like if you're in Facebook, if you're on any of the Facebook groups, the photo groups, it's just like half of my Facebook feed is all this these people asking these questions that I'm just like, oh my god, I'm just like rolling my eyes, and I and I'm. I don't know. It gets to be a little bit much seeing to leave the groups. Yeah, leave the groups. I know, but that I, stuff but, will eat you. Yeah, I know. But I, but I, better than that is just don't open my effing Facebook as much as I do because I'm I, and I do. I'm I have it open more than I probably should. Um, but it's it's kind of annoying. So I'm with you on that. Hey, Stuart, uh, where where are you meeting your clients? Is it at home? Is it at a shop? At a coffee shop? What's how do, you, so, how do you deal with that? So depending on on where the where they're getting married um, and, and how close that venue is to to, to where I live, it's um, that's the, the venue tends to be quite a nice place to go and meet. Um, but more often than not, it's um, it's a coffee shop. Yeah, we, okay. We, we've got a few. Um, you know, you select a decent coffee shop. Um, and, um, yeah, it's quite nice to just 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 go and meet up and um, and go through it and and and. Keep it, keep it, you know, sort of semi-professional, and um, so I'm, I'm intrigued. When you meet them at the venue, how, how does that get worked out? Do they, do they contact the venue, and say, "Hey, I'm going to meet my photographer here," or do they set up a meeting with the venue, then you show up afterwards? Talk to us a little bit about that because I've never, I've never heard of that, but that sounds interesting yeah, to me. So I mean, so different venues. Um, we we have a lot of kind of country hotels, um, and you know members of the public can walk in and, and just have a drink at the bar. Um, and what, what, as what, I, what I seem to get a lot of is um, people wanting pre-shoots. So it's almost like, well, why don't we, why don't we meet and, and do a pre-shoot? Um, and you'll sit down and have a chat and we sometimes do a pre-shoot around the venue or because that tends to be where I'll go and do the alone shots um, or the, 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 the portraits on the wedding day. Um, Wait, but, I just so I understand. Now I'm, in, I'm intrigued even more. Yes, now. now I'm intrigued even more too. So are you saying like when you have that initial contact from the couple, you try and set up like a mini engagement shoot or pre-shoot if you're calling it that at the venue? And, and are, they, are they paying you for that? Yeah. Is it complimentary? Well, or how are you working they, that? They, they, they would pay me for the pre-shoot. Um, and it... it, it it's funny, yeah. I've never really thought about this, but I think um, most of the most of the, the clients that I, if you like, book in, um, they've either they we just email each other and they just say done. Um, it's it, there's there's no kind of hard sell. Um, they've all they've been recommended me 
so I'm 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 almost I'm almost you know one foot in the door already. Um, and then it's a case of you know what's your, what does your package include? It's it's the usual kind of sort of simple package um, handed over. Um, so once once all those bullet points are um, sent, it's just a case of you know is the price if the price is right then then and and I'm available. The next email would most likely be we'd like to book you. Um, I have, so, I've, okay, so they're already paying clients then. Yeah, the they're already paying meeting. clients, and then I'll say, well, you know, one thing I do offer is a okay. a, a, a pre shoot. Um, why don't we get it, you know, get it booked in, um, and then chances are that the I'll say, you know, who were you were you at the wedding? And they'll say, yeah, yeah, and, and I kind of kind of had this weird sense that I kind of know which ones they were at that wedding because it's impressive a, without being on social media <laughs> i don't know if you will yeah, yeah. now that social media it's just you know oh yeah that's who you are um but um you know I'll, if i've done a group shot it's the first thing i do i go to the group shot and i zoom in and go there you are that's that's you know um and, and more often than not it's just good to put a face to name and, and mm. kind of know who i'm who i'm about to uh, to photograph um but um yeah yeah it's it's yeah i don't really have a set method it's it's emails um but you know i do i have met couples um i think two or three perhaps where you you know i just they didn't book me in the end and they just kind of go silent um there's always this kind of follow-up email you know hey did you guys are you still looking and it's just you know um tumbleweed yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah you you kind of take that personally thinking i wonder i wonder what um I wonder what it was, but um, anyway, you know, I'm I'm happy. It's usually money. Yeah, it could be anything too. Well, you know, it was yeah. interesting. I just had to hire somebody to do my roof because the because we had a big windstorm here the other day, and it's, it was about time. And the and after this windstorm, there were shingles like all over my backyard. And I was like, oh, I knew it was time to do it anyway, but that was kind of the last straw. I was like, okay, this has got to happen. Uh, so I ended up contacting a few roofers to come and take a look and give me an estimate on the roof. And, you know, so I had a couple people come by and it, it was a tough decision between a couple of them because one of them really was doing everything the right way and was charging kind of a premium price for it. And then I had another guy who um, was, you know, doing everything the right way, but wasn't taking those extra steps, but was still going to get the job done for like, you know, maybe like $1,500 less. And... Now, if it was wedding photography, I probably would have paid for the premium guy doing everything the right way and all those little details. But for my roof, which I really just don't want the rain to come through, you know, <laughs> um, for the next 20 years. And the other guy was going to use the same kind of materials for like less. I ended up going with the guy that cost less. And I never really contacted the premium guy back because there was really no point, even though he gave me an estimate because that's just weird. Right. But it made me think a lot about my business. Um, and. And But it also kind of gave me a little bit of understanding, too, because I would have hired the premium guy if it was something like like a wedding. You know, you know like if you're ever going to spend money, if you're ever going to splurge, that's what you're going to spend that money on is, is on your wedding because you only get that time once. And it gave me a lot of perspective on that. And, you know, Stuart, even how you just said you were kind of like, um, well, these people are paying this money. And yes, it's expensive. I think it's fair for the amount of work you do. But... But the reason why they are is because of that reason. Yes, they can find somebody that's going to do the job for a little bit less. But in this case, when it's a wedding, they're going to pay that premium price. Yeah, no, I think I think what Neil 
you said um, you know you think it's probably the price, and it it's the it's the kind of it's the um, I didn't think it at the time, but my wife's really good at um, sort of yeah she's she's kind of like my fresh pair of eyes um, voice of reason, and she she said you know you you're too cheap. And I said, you know, I'm comfortable with this price. I'm comfortable with this price. Um, I'm not comfortable taking more money for the for the level of. And I think it's a confidence thing. Um, and once you do start valuing your time, um, and the price goes up, then people stop questioning what's the catch, kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it's that whole people want to spend a certain amount before they've even gone to look for a photographer because people know roughly how much you need to be spending. So they, they look at me and think, well, what's the catch? Um, see, they, they'll have seen my work and, and, and that they're, they're obviously um, wanting that kind of work. But um, yeah, early, early on, I'm talking about it. the first few years, it's kind of, well, yeah, exactly that. What, <laughs> what's the catch? Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. I actually um, had, a, I had a couple tell me like flat out, tell me after the wedding, like when I, my first couple years of shooting, they were like, you need to charge more. Like they told me that I'm like, I had people tell me that I have photographers telling me that. Um, yeah. and then it kind of like, okay, all right. You know, so it's interesting though. I, I, I get, I get more couples saying you need to do this for a living and it's kind of nice. Uh, that's a good feeling. Yeah. But I've never had, I've never had them. Um, you need to charge more. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's kind of, yeah, they, they, they chuffed that, um, you know, I'm a safe, I was, I'm a safe pair of hands and you know, they, they, they get in a really good product. Um, but yeah, it's creeping up. The prices are creeping up. Um, yeah, because time, but, your time is valuable. Your time is mm-hmm. valuable. You know, when you compare it to your family time versus your full-time job and, and you know, people, people just want to, you know, for these family shoots, right. For these people you work with, it's like people just kind of, sometimes they don't understand the time that goes into editing and planning and shooting and all these little details. And, and then that ends up being reflection of you. I even have kind of a problem with that personally, when you know i have family members or friends that want me to shoot a family shoot or something and they think it's just going to be like this simple easy thing and you know why can't you shoot it but the but the problem is is that i have like this level of expectation for myself that i'm going to go crazy on your shoot trying to work at a level of work that i want to work at you know and and i'm not just going to go on on this you know little shoot and kind of half ass myself and you know have like a you know these shoddy shoots that represent my work you know so it's like i don't know your time is valuable and it just is what it is and the more that we do this the more that we recognize that um yeah and and then you know so there you go now, Stuart, you had mentioned uh, your your wife, you know, being a set of new eyes, um, you know, confidence as well. Um, let's let's talk about a little bit about you uh, submitting images for critique. Was that your first critique? Did you learn anything? Uh, were you disappointed at all? Uh, tell tell us a little about about that. Only because I think the best way of learning myself is putting my work out there and getting a, a new set of eyes to look at it. Tell me what what's wrong. I might feel really good about a shot, but if it, if it's if it's not working, then people definitely let me know. Uh, share share a little bit because I know a lot, a lot of new photographers out there. They're just scared to put their work out there. Yeah, I think um, I think I'd listened to the uh, critique um, a few months back, and I kind of thought, oh, you know, I wish I wish my my work was in there, and you were you were, you were critiquing. So um, I think uh, when the next critique came along, I thought I'm going to go for it. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll just and 
I probably had a, a good range of work, so I could kind of select from um, from 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 sort of you know the last the last few years. Um, but yeah, no, I learned a lot. Um, it's funny once. Once I'd sent some of the images, uh, in particular the one with the couple walking across the field, and there was a there was a, a tree and then two bushes, and I'd already sent the email, and I actually thought, I, I and, I and I was redoing my website at the time, and I wanted to put some of these on the front on the on the homepage, and I thought I've got to I've got to get rid of those two bushes, and um, and and obviously it was, it was one of the, the 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 comments that you guys made. Um, but it was the composition. Um, I have to say, by the way, the uh, do, you, do you call them wellies in America? So wellies. We certainly don't boot? call anything wellies in America. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Uh, so uh, it was. Um, I think Neil, you called you called them. You, you zoomed in and said, "Is the bride wearing <laughs> moon boots?" Um, but she she it was a, a farm wedding. And it, had ra- it, it had rained all day. And um, it's it's not a prosthetic leg, um, but it, she she they 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 I don't know maybe you call them uh, rain rain boots maybe rain boots is what we call them yeah is that what you okay. yeah I've never um, wellies is a new term you just taught us something new. Wellington well it's 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 short for Wellington boots uh-huh. and I, I don't, but anyway the, it, the, the again that was a story uh, we it rained it was August so that's our kind of you know peak summer um, sort of yeah you. you People who book a wedding in August don't expect to get rained out. Um, although it's you know it's Britain, so anything goes. Um, but these guys were um, so positive about the day in terms of you know they, they didn't let it get them down. So it was umbre- um, umbrellas and wellies, and she she had those on all day. And obviously that field that they're walking across is 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 quite muddy and wet. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, that that critique um and, and just just uh let you know that, that was probably my favorite shot of the entire critique just uh and i'm not cool. just saying that because you're on the show but yeah um i, I it's, agree. it's a beautiful shot and for listeners uh, if you look at uh episode number 102 the the second part of the critique this year uh his image is the title including the two bushes that eventually got removed when they went up on his website have you yeah i was gonna say it's the first i think it's the first image on my my banner um, mm-hmm. but, um, the, you know, there's, there were some others that I thought of, you know, um, submitting, but, um, a friend of mine, um, friend of mine, you know, uh, uh I'm going to say his name again, Ray, he, um, he was, because one thing, one thing I do find, I know my weaknesses and I think one of my weaknesses is, is posing couples. And he said, you know, don't, don't just go for the kind of candid shots that, that anybody can kind of, you know, if you fire a hundred shots, you're going to get a really nice candid shot. Um, so I ended up putting kind of couples posed, um, I wouldn't say they're posed, they're just walking. Um, but, um, you know, that's, that's one of my weak spots and I think I need to, it's one of the things I'll look online. Yeah, yeah, but Stuart, did, did you direct them to walk? Yep. Okay. Well, there you go. there's, There's, there's more shots obviously in the shoot on my website. Um, and it's funny, even the the couple who were um, kind of stood in that hipster uh, kind of pose, um, you know, he, he was a kind of yeah, he was a hipster hipster groom, um, and there's 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 variations of them looking at each other. He looks at me, she looks at me. They look 
into the distance. So there's there's a variety of shots that I kind of work through. So I suppose that is, you know, it's that kind of that me directing. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's getting back, you know, smashing through those poses and getting them back to their guests to enjoy the wedding. Um, it's, it's, um, you, you hear stories, um, most, mostly during the day from other guests saying, um, sort of complimenting me on, on how good I've been. And you always get people saying, oh, you know, you, 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 you're so good. You're amazing. And I think we haven't even seen the pictures yet. Um, <laughs> you know, um, but I think it's more, um, I always get told that people hardly notice me. <laughs> so I don't, know if that, I don't know if that's a good thing or good thing. It, it's a very it's good, a good thing. thing, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you capture, you know, natural emotion, uh, expressions and, and, uh, and all that business. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, the critique was great. Um, yeah, it was interesting. So yeah. now, uh, yeah, l- l- I just have one, one more question, uh, because I, I need to know, did you take advantage of the blue door or in the, in the one shot where, where you kind of cropped the blue door out? Um, and I, I think I had mentioned, you know, I'd love to see that the groom. No, no, no. But if okay. you, if you, if you look on my Instagram, um, so that's, I've actually started, um, you can kind of see how the blue door. So this was the, this was actually the, the farm of the groom, uh, the groom's parents own the farm and we'd done an engagement shoot and we went back to that same location. So there's this height, there's, one thing I've noticed is I, I have a thing for color and mm-hmm. I'll work with color and it'll be almost like a color theme. And the blue door was part of that theme and throughout the engagement shoot and the, the portraits. Um, yeah, kind of, I mean, I, I kind of, I kind of like half a door. I think, uh-huh. I think, I think Jimmy said it was killing him, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it, I didn't get them in the door. My wife agreed with you, though. I should have got them in the in the archway. Um, <laughs> she said, "Yeah, yeah, they, they have their umbrella." And, I, and I, yeah, but you, don't, you, don't know, you don't know anything. <laughs> cool. Well, well, you're doing I'll, a good I'll, job. So I'll remember next time. Yeah, this yeah. is this has been a really really great episode. I've really uh, enjoyed talking to you. Um, you know, as far as things go, and it's especially cool uh, just having somebody, you know, a listener on the show. Um, it co- helps us have a better idea of who our listeners are, um, and it kind of brings a little sense of community, you know, to the show. Um, you know, having you on, so um, I think this has been a really great conversation. A lot of cool points have been brought up that I think can be helpful to a lot of photographers. So, uh, thank you very much for uh, for joining us today. It's been great. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah. Any uh, any parting thoughts, anybody? Or are we ready to wrap up? I think we might. You know what? Um, I do have a tip. Hold on. All right, Neil's got a tip. Um, oh, Neil, I like okay. this because because, because we were actually talking about this. <laughs> Go and ahead. This is okay. So there's an there's an app if, if you're if you're having trouble of posing, such as Stuart. Um, there's a there's a free app out there called Unscripted. And then I then I think it's like posed or something or something like that or yeah. It's unposed scripted stuff, and and look look at this stuff, and they give you tips of how to how to do all these poses. Um, so the, just just one here is Wait called the airport. What what is this app called? It is called unposed. Well, it's actually called unscripted. And then I think after that, it's called Unposed or something like that. Wait, so wait, go wait. to the App Store. Which one is it called? Unscripted or Unposed? Well, okay. The icon says Unscripted. But once you open up the app, it says Unposed. Hmm. So 
So look for unscripted. Okay. Hey, cool. Okay. So and then and then at the top it says walking poses, standing poses, sitting poses, laying down poses. And then you can just kind of scroll around and saying, okay, there's an airport scene here. And then you kind of give them direction to to act like you know, she runs up to him, he picks her up by, by the butt, and and there's this whole thing. And then there's like a dance on the spot pose. There's a a distant stroll, a, a dramatic walk. Such you know how Stuart did in in the in the valley, um, in, in the tall grass. So if, if you're getting if you're on a shoot if and, and you're getting stuck on on what to do, I think this would be a good idea to just bring this up since it's free. And I actually you know I clicked through quite a few things and I kind of learned a, a couple things. So um, I haven't incorporated them into into my shoots yet, but I probably will. So my tip of the day, tip of the show, Ooh. is. That. I like it, Neil. You came, Neil, you cool. came prepared this week because <laughs> the, 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 it, it only happens once a year. So, okay, <laughs> tip of the year from Neil. Tip of the year. Um, all right, guys. Well, thank you uh, for joining us uh, for episode one hundred and five of Wedding Photographers Unite, uh, Stuart. Now that you're on Instagram, uh, you can tell people a few different places to go. Where can they follow you? So, Instagram is at Stuart Grace Photo. Hmm. And my website, I think you gave it out at the beginning, is uh, stuartgracephotography.com. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Mr. Urban, where can people follow you? Neil Urban, N-E-A-L-U-R-B-A-N. And my name is Andy Buscemi. The last name is spelled B-U-S-C-E-M-I. You can Google me and find my social media that way. Thanks, everybody, for listening in. And we'll catch you next time. Wedding photographers. Unite.